Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It is 410 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 42 degrees outside on this uh, Thursday, January 11th, 2024. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Uh, I believe we are trying to get Jenny Tear on, uh, on the phone. She's our guest that's going to talk about uh, the border. She's been down there multiple times, covers it uh, time and time again. But, uh, it was again, it was scheduled earlier this week. We've also been talking about the Scranton police officer who was uh, shot in the line of duty this morning, responding to reports of multiple gunfire incidents in the West Scranton area. He is in critical but stable condition, as is, uh, as is one of the suspects that were apprehended at the scene, the only suspect at this time, as of officially the last press conference that's been apprehended. But make no mistake, there's a dragnet of law enforcement across our area looking for whoever's responsible for this, and they will be brought to justice. The Pennsylvania State Police, the Scranton Police, the FBI, DEA, Marshal Service, Department of Homeland Security, the DA's investigators, Sheriff's Office, and every local police department will be looking for anyone who was involved, anyone connected to the people who were involved in this incident. I got a text message before I get, I see we have Jenny on the on the line now. Text message from Rob, as a preteen, I was a thug. My mother worked night shifts, so it was easy for me to be outside late night causing problems. I thank God I was sent to Northwest Academy boot camp. Six months, and I was a totally different person. They closed that boot camp down because of how they were treating the cadets. Society is too soft on crime. They need harder punishment and harder boot camp style re-education camps for troubled kids. This is someone who went through it. So, uh, you know, that's... What we have there with that from someone who who went through it. Let me go to the phone now. We have my good friend Jenny Tierre. She's an award-winning investigative journalist reporter for The Daily Caller. Jenny, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for being here. I'm glad you were. we were able to connect. Uh, you've had a busy week. Uh, you started off by infiltrating basically human smugglers, one of their private text <laughs> messages. We're going to talk about that. And you were on the phone or, or spoke to the president of Guatemala today as far as how our border czar is doing. Uh, so we'll get to that a- after. But tell us about this interaction where you were able to infiltrate these human smugglers, um, their text chain. Yeah, absolutely. So I did get myself into some Turkish smugglers telegram chat where they advertise and recruit for migrants to come to the U.S. It operates almost like a travel agency. Uh, They ask you to pay about $10,000 and you will get your flight taken care of. It will be from Istanbul to Cancun. They will get you your visa in Mexico. Uh, They will uh, get you entrance uh, into Mexico, a hotel, a taxi, and then uh, your flight to Tijuana, where you will then be delivered to the border. So this is a well-oiled smuggling scheme, and uh, people are utilizing it because we see uh, on their social media accounts 
the videos of them crossing the borders thanking these smugglers, as well as photos that they share of their stamped passports in Mexico. Well, and we've all seen the video on TV of the, the individuals crossing through the hole in the fence where the smugglers are taking video or pictures of them and then waving at the cameras, uh, your cameras, Fox News, whoever's down there, uh, just waving at them and shrugging their shoulders and going, yeah, it's business as usual. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it also continues to perpetuate this issue because people see exactly how it works because they watch someone post the video, they watch how it happens, they know that, okay, if you turn yourself in, here's what you do, they'll release you in most cases. Uh, that's, they're doing the PR, essentially, for the smugglers, and uh, to invite more migrants, trafficking scheme is for migrants from across the world. I mean, some of the chats mentioned, you know, anywhere uh, in in the globe. Uh, when I reached out to one of the smugglers, I had asked him about if he would bring people from the Middle East, and he said, absolutely. And then he said, I sounded like a cop after yeah, I right. asked too many questions, of course, but, you know, I don't have that background, so maybe I need to be a little bit more careful next time but of course i pretty much got all the information i needed they even have a special whatsapp channel for azerbaijanians so uh there is absolutely a very uh broad scale operation going on here and one of the issues that it also brings into play is the special interest aliens which are migrants who come from areas of the world that are of particular national security concern. They're flagged by DHS, and that in includes some of these folks that are brought through these smugglers. Yeah, most people who aren't on any lists are just coming here. You know, they're just getting, they're paying low dollar to get sent across the border. They're finding the first border agent, first uh, mm -hmm. de de Department of Texas Public Safety, and, and turning themselves in. Where these individuals, you say $10,000, they're paying that to get in undetected, unnoticed, because they are on these lists and they will be found. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think that, Again, the, the national security concerns of the situation at the border should not be downplayed. We see a surge in people caught on the terror watch list. We see uh, people that are let into the country who then go on to commit crimes, to obtain firearms, to uh, work on illegal marijuana grows. Uh, some become victims of trafficking. Uh, some become victims of sex trafficking. Children are brought into uh, factories where they're used for cheap labor and they're abused. Um, There's so many levels to this issue that I think we should always bring up when we talk about stuff like this. Yeah, 900 percent increase in Chinese nationals of military age men. Uh, you know, the list goes on. Yeah. Uh, now, you, you brought up that it, this is run like a tourist agency, and the fact that they're getting visas into Cancun and then bringing them to Tijuana, uh, do we believe that there's inside connection with parts of the Mexican government that's for helping facilitate this on that side? Well, you know, the Biden administration recently had conversations with 
the Mexican uh, officials from President Lopez Obrador's administration, and it seemed to have some sort of effect on the migration flows in the last couple of weeks. We'll see what happens and see if that's true, but um, they certainly do hold a lot of leverage over us when it comes to this issue. The Mexicans have for a long time, you know, obviously allowed this because these people have to go through their country to get to us, of course. And on top of that, Mexico hands out visas for these folks, permits to, you know, transit the country. Um, so it's it's openly allowed by them. And it is something that makes other countries like Guatemala, as you mentioned, very upset because they do not want to be part of this. That country does not want to be a safe third country, doesn't want to be a transit country, and it's really trying to crack down when it comes to border security. And brings us great, great passageway into the next. Uh, you talked to the Guatemalan president's office uh, recently about Kamala Harris's uh, performance as the border czar. What happened with that conversation? What happened transpired there? Right. So, you know, Guatemala is part of uh, Kamala Harris's portfolio. She's tasked with addressing, quote, the root causes of migration. And it encompasses Honduras, it encompasses El Salvador and Guatemala, the Northern Triangle countries, as they call them. Obviously, whatever they've been doing is not working because we just saw a monthly record of 300,000 encounters in December. Um, we've seen over 1 million encounters since the last phone call that Kamala Harris had with the Guatemalan president, which was in June. So between now and then, they haven't had these conversations. And a lot of their requests from the Guatemalan president to the United States has been uh, denied. And what the U.S. has wanted, what the Biden administration has asked of the Guatemalan president is that they open up more legal channels for migrants from other countries coming into Guatemala to access to then get to the United States. But again, the Guatemalan president does not want his country to become a safe third country and uh, has said that many times over his administration, but looking back on all of this, because he is leaving office in a few days, his, you know, assessment of the situation is that calls for more help with the police forces there along the border, help for uh, cracking down on migrant flows, specifically these large caravans have uh, been met with calls from the vice president's office in the White House, more, you know, of they want migrants who cross illegally into Guatemala to be able to have shelter in Guatemala, to have a legal process to get to the United States, and that is absolutely what the Central American country does not want. Just incredible. Just incredible. The, the lack of support we're giving for a nation that, that wants to help with the issue. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and it's an interesting thing there, too, because... Guatemala is not uh, like Honduras uh, in the sense that the president that's been in power there for two years has been very conservative. He's a pro-life president. 
Um, he, of course, wants to crack down on illegal immigration, has increased the penalties for traffickers and smugglers, um, sees things from more of a, a security view, of course. So um, it's, it's an interesting issue that affects the entire region um, that Kamala Harris, again, is supposed to be the one addressing this. And I've been to Guatemala twice, and I've talked to migrants there that have crossed their southern border that are on their way to the United States. In October 2022, I had asked them at the border with Honduras if they thought Kamala Harris was addressing the problems that were leading them to come to the United States uh, in their home countries, and they said absolutely not. That's obvious from the numbers we've seen across our border. Unbelievable. Jenny, uh, where could people follow you if they want to follow your work over at the Daily Caller? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Jenny S. Hair. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Do you have anything coming up that you're going to, new tasks that you're looking into? Uh, you never, <laughs> I, I'm always amazed. Uh, you know, I, I, I saw the, the infiltration of the text messages with the, the smugglers, and then the next thing I know, you're on the phone with the, the president's office from Guatemala. Is there anything in the works coming up for next week? Oh, my goodness. There's always something. Stay tuned. I'm, <laughs> I'm following all these issues, so I'm, I'm on it for you guys. Sounds great. Well, I'll be looking forward to it. And again, if anyone who wants to follow her, it's Jenny, G-E-J-E-N-N-I-E-S-T-A-E-R on Twitter. And you're not, you won't be disappointed because, like she just said, there's always something in the works. Jenny, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Bye-bye. It's uh, 420, almost 424 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. This tra- <clears throat> Sorry, got to clear my throat a little. Uh, this Penteladata Internet traffic update, we have a report of an accident <clears throat> on North Pennsylvania Boulevard in Wilkesbury that is near Market Street that is causing some delays. We're looking at some... Heavy traffic on East Main Street, Route 11 in Larksville as well. It is bumper to bumper on um, North Main Avenue in Scranton, Rudder Avenue in Kingston, and we have heavy traffic on Davis Street in Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast. Uh, today, cloudy with a chance of snow showers, high 40. This is partly sunny outside, so maybe that was earlier. Uh, tonight, partly cloudy, low 32. Tomorrow, increasing clouds with a wintry mix by evening, high 45. Uh, it's going to be a mix on Saturday. That cold front looks to come in. I, I think Saturday starts you know, in the 40s, then the 30s, then the 20s by the end of Saturday night. Uh, Sunday looks like the frigid air mi- moves in. And uh, we're in for a little bit of a cold blast for the beginning of next week. It's currently 42 degrees outside at 425 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 428 here, 42 degrees outside. I just got a message from the spokesperson for Geisinger Community Medical Center that the lockdown has been cleared for their emergency room and ICU. It was on a safety protocol lockdown due to the fact that they had an officer who was shot, brought there, and a suspect that was also shot, brought there, a large police presence. So they were still open, fully operational, but it was on a lockdown. They were still taking patients. Visitors could still go in. You just had to, to go through extra protocol because of this lockdown. 
Um, as per the Geisinger Community Medical Center, that lockdown has now been cleared and lifted. So that's a good thing in the Scranton CMC Geisinger Hospital is now acting um, as they normally would. And not that there was any difference with the lockdown. There was just a heightened security presence, rightfully so. Uh, let's go to the phones now. Again, you can call or text at 570-883-0098. I got Max from Mountaintop. Max, sorry. Thanks for waiting so long. I just had a scheduled interview oh, I had okay. to get to. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you got you got national callers coming in. I'll try to be brief for two minutes. So the people that don't study history are doomed to repeat history. Let's take a brief walk through incidents where cops were not injured. Let's start with the Walmart parking lot. Fifteen rounds fired by a white kid in broad daylight. He did a five-year hit. Let's move up to Pittston and look at the illegal alien shooter. Shot some lady in the back twice. WLK covered the live manhunt. He was apprehended. Hopefully he didn't get bail. But the most disturbing one of all, Rob, is when five Trinidadian gang members were arrested in the Wilkes-Barre high school parking lot recently with guns and fentanyl. Now, Sam Balducci put him out on $1 million cash bail. No cop was injured. Now, we move to Scranton. Who is the, do you open the door? Criminal Enterprises. All right, who comes to mind, Rob? Senator Robert Casey, a $1 million grant to renovate the South Scranton Bank on the west side, just down the sheet, the, the, the street from the shooting. He's already got that in motion. He got the money. He got out of Congress. He's going to full, full sleep ahead. He's going to be bringing illegal alien invaders on our tax dollars to follow up on maybe, maybe not another cop shooting. Your comment. Um, it is it is a concern. It is a concern. I know you've brought up. We've talked about it here. You are right that he has received. He had got the funds for this this facility in Scranton. All signs to this show homegrown gang members, not not imported gang members. So okay. we'll, we'll 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 leave them as two separate incidents. And I understand they're both safety concerns. But at this point, it appears that these are homegrown thugs from uh, right here in, in Northeast Pennsylvania. So, okay, so I, I shouldn't care because Casey's not building no, it up No, no, Max, I didn't say we shouldn't care. Plaza. I said they're both Plaza. safety. Why they're, should I care? They're both safety issues. They're both something we should be concerned about, but they are two separate issues. You know what? That's Scranton's problem. That's where the cops get shot. Why do I, Why should I care? Well, I'm more concerned. I've got seven police officers, $58,000 a cop, and brand-new cars. I feel secure. They do their job. It's unfortunate this guy took a bullet. Unfortunate. Thank God it wasn't my town. But every one of these municipalities have to brace themselves for what Senator Casey has planned for northeast Pennsylvania. I'm not getting where you're going, Max. It's because it wasn't your town you don't care? Of course I care. Okay. I'm just clarifying that because it, it That's sounds... That's one New Yorker to another. Of course I do. Okay. But it's just one of these rare incidents where none of my cops took a bullet. But I still care enough to bring up the Casey plan. 
And the Casey plan bothers me just as much as a Scranton cop taking a bullet. God bless him. I hope he recovers. All right, Max, I appreciate that. Like I said, it is a concern. It is a safety concern that that facility was brought here. Um, but there are two separate incidents this time, and right now we're focusing on the officer that's uh, still fighting for his life in uh, Scranton Hospital. It's uh, 432 here at WILK. We'll be back uh, after the news of Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 42 degrees and mostly cloudy at 437. It's a song called Stand by a local artist, Nate Hosey, who's been kind enough to let us use it for this. It's about uh, you know, respecting our law enforcement, our military, and standing for America, our national anthem, our flag. Uh, maybe more people understand why I have this segment each day where I honor those who made the ultimate sacrifice in law enforcement across the nation. I apologize. I don't have the total number today because I was at the scene of the shooting from uh, just before 7 o'clock this morning till uh, just after 12 noon and then came to the studio here. That's uh, an old. That wasn't updated. Uh, Jake just whispered in my ear what number I had, but it was the number from yesterday. I do have the names, though. Uh, police officer Stella T. O'Neill Donahue and police officer Daniel Meehan were killed in a vehicle crash on Roosevelt Boulevard near Cotman Avenue. That was in 1957, Philadelphia Police Department. Uh, then we have police officer John Graham Kelly of the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police in Pennsylvania, 1903, was killed in a streetcar crash at uh, Frankstown Avenue in front of the old Homewood car barns between Felicia Avenue and Braddock Avenue. He's returning to his beat after finishing his meal when the, the streetcar crashed, killing him. And those are our three from our area. And again, we've been talking about the officer, Scranton police officer, who was responding with others to shots fired in the West Scranton area this morning. There were shots earlier today in the vicinity of the 400 block of Harrison Avenue and the 300 block of Prospect Avenue earlier, 4 a.m. approximately. And about quarter to five, they came across individuals fitting this, this uh, description. An exchange of gunfire ensued, and both an officer and a suspect were both critically injured. Thankfully, the officer is in critical but stable condition after taking a gunshot to the head. Um, and we continue to pray. He's not out of the woods still in the hospital, still has a long road to recovery. Um, let's go to the phones. We have uh, Bill from Wilkesbury on the shooting. Bill. Thanks for taking my call. I'm confident that the political left is going to use this incident as an excuse to call for more restrictions on gun ownership by law-abiding people. Uh, what we need to do is enforce the laws we have. Now, someone shot a police officer. That's a felony. It's good for whatever prison time they get from Pennsylvania. But there's a federal law that says if somebody fires a gun what? while committing a violent felony, which this is, they get an What's additional 10-year mandatory minimum consecutive to what they get from Pennsylvania. So they get not only the time they have to do from the state, but they also get another 10 years in federal prison, and there's no parole in the federal system. I think they can get 15% off for good behavior. I'm not sure, but that means they spend a minimum of another eight and a half years in prison on top of whatever they get from the state. But that law is enforced one and maybe one in a hundred times, uh, if at all. 
Well, there's multiple federal agencies involved with this. Uh, you know, the local DA is in charge of this case at this time, along with the Pennsylvania State Police. But the FBI, the DEA, the U.S. Marshals, and the Department of Homeland Security are involved with this. And there's a lot of factors. Um, not that really should matter. I don't care if you're a juvenile. If you are shooting up uh, streets in West Scranton, if you are shooting and, and, and critically injuring police officers, you deserve... Uh, the penalties that come with that. You want to act like an adult, you should get treated like an adult. But we'll, we'll have to see where their investigation leads, and hopefully um, our prosecutors do throw the book at whoever's involved here. I hope so. Yeah, they, they can be charged as a, an adult for serious violent crimes. Juveniles like, uh, what, not going to school, uh, graffiti and stuff, they don't want to treat them as adults. But uh, violent crime, they can be treated as an adult for that. And, and let's hope they do. Uh, but let's get the facts out. Let let the law enforcement do their job. Like I said, there is a, there is a complete dragnet over this entire area looking for these individuals. They will find them. And like I said at the start of the show, no stone will be unturned. They cannot hide. They will be found. They will be hunted and apprehended. How that happens is their choice. But it will happen. I promise I, you that. I hope they catch them. Yep. Bill, thank you for your thank call. You. It's uh, 442 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Hey, thanks, Rob. This traffic update brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. We have some heavy traffic on Rudder Avenue in Kingston. You're going to find heavy traffic on Wyoming Avenue in Kingston as well at this moment. We have no reports of any accidents and no major backups. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Uh, tonight, partly cloudy, low 32. Tomorrow, increasing clouds with a wintry mix by evening, high 45. Uh, as Saturday goes on, it's going to get colder as that front moves in. It's going to go from the 40s, low 40s, to the 30s, to the upper 20s. By Sunday, you're looking at 20s, and in the next couple of days, we may be looking at 20s and teens, maybe even some single digits at night. But uh, we'll have to see how that front moves in. Currently, right now, it's 42 degrees at 443, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Um, we've been talking, uh, I'm trying to, to throw in other things as well, but we've been talking about the uh, Scranton police officer who is in critical but stable condition, thankfully after being shot this morning and what officials are calling a targeted gang shooting where there were at least two other shootings prior to the interaction with Scranton police. Um, obvious gang activity as per Major Mike Carroll, targeted gang activity as per Major Mike Carroll of the Pennsylvania State Police, who they are spearheading this investigation because one of the Scranton police officers were involved in this and they are uh, personally and physically and emotionally involved in it. So it's 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 a good thing that the the Pennsylvania State Police take the investigative lead here because there is such an emotional factor. This is this is um, one of their family members in the Scranton Police Department, um, one of their friends, one of their coworkers, one of their brothers, their sisters. Uh, that's what the, they consider each other. And and when you work that close, when your life depends on the person sitting next to you, uh, it does get like that. It does get that feeling. And, uh, you know, it, it brought back, it, it was one of those things where, you know, when I got the notification, first thing that this happened, it was just a, 
spontaneous. You know, get 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 ready, get dressed, get in. Uh, you know, thankfully things weren't what we heard at the start. Things were a lot more optimistic when I left the hospital at twelve thirty than when I got there, just before seven. I went to the scene. I saw the crime scene. I observed it. So. What was going on there? But there was obviously, you know, an expanded manhunt. The, the police helicopter was up. Uh, there were multiple police officers there. They were processing the scene. They were doing what what law enforcement professionals do, uh, taking every note, taking every detail, and and that's an ongoing situation. Um, moved on to the hospital because at that time we did hear, you know, how bad the injury was to the officer, and. Uh, as my time there progressed through the morning into the early afternoon, you know, things did get more optimistic. And, uh, you know, I've been very critical of the mayor of, of Scranton, and I will continue to be as far as her policies and, and what I see is a wrong direction for the city of Scranton, what I see is, is playing political games rather than that. But, you know, it, it, I saw genuine concern when she left the, the hospital um, just before I left there. Um, and to see her cross her fingers and say, you know, she was cautiously optimistic. Uh, the mere fact that she was leaving was a good sign because it, it meant that bad things weren't happening. Um, you can see the eyes welled up in her. She was visibly emotional. And, uh, you know, I will go back on another day when politics are involved to speak my mind. Uh, that's my mind today. Again, as far as the direction for Scranton, even in the, the oversight of, uh, we'll see. I mean, that, that's what we'll see going forward. Do they have the assets? Do they have the equipment? Do they have the policies? Do they have the backing to do what they need to do to control this? Because make no mistake, there is a threat. If you have a pair, a group, whoever of individuals who think it's okay to drive around at 4 o'clock in the morning and open fire on a city street, then we have a problem. If you have a group, a pair, whoever of individuals who think it's okay to exchange gunfire with law enforcement, we have a problem. And we need to direct that. We need to do something about it immediately. We need to give our law enforcement the tools to deal with that. And what those tools are, let them decide. Let their leadership decide. Let their rank and file decide. Let their union decide. Do they need better equipment? Do they need better firearms? Do they need more protective equipment? Do they need Kevlar helmets? Do they need things, you know, let's make decisions on what they need, but let them dictate that. And let's see if our politicians support that. Let's see if our politicians and leadership in our area have the fortitude to hunt down these gangs and make them non-existent to the best of their ability. That's all we can ask for, but we'll see. But make no mistake, right now, law enforcement as a whole will leave no stone unturned to, to catch these, these individuals. And it's hard for me not to use other language when it comes to that. Let me go to the phone and again... I have uh, Joe from the Back Mountain on the line. Joe, I'm trying okay, to leave. Uh, I'm trying to leave politics out of here. I see the 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 well the title know, there. But have, go ahead. We have to we have to go to the source of the problem, and it's not by by, by getting more helmets and vests and guns. We need to stop the influx. Forty years ago plus, 
Ross Perot wanted to put the National Guard, we have 50 states in National Guard, cycle them at the border to stop the inflow of drugs. Now we don't have just the inflow of drugs. We have the inflow of the drug pushers and the cartels and the human traffickers. That's where the problem is. It's not going to Casey hat in hand and saying, oh, can you go ask uh, Father Biden for more money, for more helmets and more guns and more police dogs? That's not going to stop this, Rob. It needs to stop at the border. we got to have borders. we got to have law and order in this country. Joe, and I agree, I agree with you, Joe, as far as that goes, but that's a separate. These, these at all signs right now appear that these are homegrown local thugs. Okay, but still we got to enforce the laws we have. And half the time they get into courts and lawyers get them off. Uh, they, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous what, what, the, what these thugs get away with. They get a 10-year sentence and then they're back out on the street. No and doubt. If guys, we want to talk about got, soft on crime, we could talk about that all day. I agree with you 100% there. That's what's you know, causing and, this, and, soft on crime and letting – there's no recourse for this bad behavior, and it needs to stop. And, 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 and Casey, Casey, uh, Fetterman – and Matt Cartwright, if you looked in the dictionary next to fraud, you'd probably see their picture. Because I'll tell you what, there are three frauds. The one calls himself a Christian, but supports abortion. The other one has no God except government. And the other one uh, stands with Israel right now. I don't know why. The only reason I can figure is he's Joe, to Joe, there's plenty, Joe, there's plenty of time to attack their politics. Today's not the day. Let, let's hunt down these thugs, these homegrown thugs here in our well, area I, who are endangering our communities right here at home. This has nothing to do with any of the things you brought up. Those politicians, believe me, you know my opinion of them as well. But today's the day to support the FBI, the DEA, the Pennsylvania uh, State Police, the U.S. Marshals, the Department of Homeland Security, and the Scranton Police Department in hunting down these homegrown thugs it's always too late that's the problem no it's it's, always it, after there's the plenty fact. of things it's that could be done if the there's fact. the fortitude to do it but you know there's you know. there's a multitude of things that are wrong that's one of them and what we're dealing with right now is is another let's deal with what sad, we have the, right the now as this officer is, the sad fact of the matter is it's always after the fact and that's the sad part of it i feel for your fallen officer your colleague and he's and he's every citizen's colleague really because they do do a job that none of us really want to do it, and God bless him. And I pray for his recovery, and I mean I, they will be real prayers to a real God, not a fake, fake God, a money God, or a government God, to a God I believe in. My prayers will go out. But it's sad that it's always after the fact. Yeah. I mean, these these individuals are a clear and present danger to the citizens of our area. And law enforcement was Amen. out there. Law, law enforcement was out there tracking them down, and one's and fighting God's for his life them. now uh, because of that. But the, the the job doesn't end here. We need to continue this. We need to make sure this does not go in yep. vain. We need to make sure that these politicians and the things you brought up are are not are not small. They're big things that are also problems. But let's focus on this now while this officer is fighting with the, for his life. We will. We'll pray for his. We'll pray for his recovery and his family. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate your call. Okay, take care, brother. Thank, Thank you. It's uh, four fifty-five here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, four fifty-eight, forty-two degrees. Let me get Joe from Plains on the shooting. Joe, I got about a minute. Yeah. How do you? Uh, uh, maybe I missed the part of the show. How do you know that they're homegrown thugs? Excuse me. How do you know that they're homegrown thugs if no, nobody's been caught? Uh, actually, there's somebody in the hospital in critical condition that's caught, and they do have per people of interest in there. Um, and there is information out there of who they are and what they're looking for. It's just not public information. And, and we know that they're 
like been living in this this area for for their whole lives? Uh, they're from this because, area. Because I, huh, pardon me. They're from this area. They're from this. Well, I mean, every every story that comes out about a criminal, they say he's from uh, Ashley or he's from Hazleton or he's from Pittston. Well, w- when I brought just, that up, people are trying to in- incorporate it to migrants to illegal immigration, and that's not well, that doesn't appear what this is, Joe. Well, that's all. That's also a problem because the cops. Um, watched as all these migrants and and people came in no joe the cops didn't watch that the cops have nothing to do here with the illegal migration that's your federal government that's allowing them in the cops are doing the best job they can 